Trevor Jadaniel Rogers. Am I saying that right? Yeah, you're saying it right. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about your middle name? Like, where did that come from? Did you have your parents ever told you? Because I've never heard that name in my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I heard it plenty growing up. <laughs> um, yeah. So I asked my mom one time, and she combined both of my grandfather's names. Mm. So on my dad's side, it was JD. Okay. It was just two letters. It didn't stand for anything, JD. So we took the J from my dad's dad. And then my grandfather on my mom's side, his middle name was Daniel. Okay. So we took J from my mom's dad. No, my dad's dad. Okay. And then Daniel from my mom's dad. And it came J Daniel. Okay. And, and do people ever call you by that ever? No, not, no. not really. <laughs> I tell them, like, I, I bet I can guess your middle name. I'm like, you will never guess my middle name. You, you won't even <laughs> yeah. come close. I'll just tell you. And they're mm-hmm. like, wow, that's a crazy middle name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys, you're here with the All Sports Best podcast. I'm Trey Gonzalez here with Trevor Rogers, left-handed pitcher for the Miami Marlins. And um, today we're sponsored by the Lucky Bull Grill right here in Carlsbad, New Mexico. Uh, we're actually upstairs, which will be opening in the new year for uh, Fridays and Saturdays. So definitely be on the lookout for that. All right, Trevor, um, I had to rock the Marlins tee for your squad. It. First time I've ever worn this, just nice. for you, man. Just I for you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I've got to know how many pieces can you guess about how many pieces of gear you've collected in Miami stuff over the years? Oh, man. I've, I've actually just started to collect jerseys okay. and get them signed. My first one was Andrew McCutcheon. So I got oh. an Andrew McCutcheon jersey. So that's a start. But I've got like a lot of trinkets, like Jazz. He was on the cover of the MLB The Show. Mm. So he was handing out video games. What? Um, so we all got those. Um, the previous year when Sandy absolutely went on a tear to win the Cy Young, mm-hmm. just getting little trinkets of that. So I got, I got a bunch of goodies, probably even more than I even know about. When you say trinkets, do you mean like stadium giveaways? Or you just, or how? What do you mean by that? So there, there's a section called Sandy's Beach, mm. and they'll have cards like has a big K on it for strikeout. So they'll have extras and they'll put them in the clubhouse if anyone wants it. Oh. It's like a memento. So I'm like, yeah. shoot, this is a, he's gonna win the Cy Young, so I'm gonna take that and just have it has a memento like, hey, that was. That was, that was the in year. stadium the, the year that Sandy went off. So. That is insane. Yeah, That's really cool. cool. So tell me, tell me about the McCutcheon deal. Was it you talked to him after a game, let's swap jerseys type of deal, or was it a, like a separate purchase? So it was a separate purchase. Okay. So when I found out he was signed back with the Pirates, like where it all started, where he was absolute stud, and that's a guy that I, I he has my number and my like, I. I got to get the jersey of the guy that I just cannot figure out. <laughs> you can't get so, him out. Um, I, shoot, I ordered it early in the year because I looked at the schedule and we were going to Pittsburgh the last series of the year. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to order it and hopefully he'll sign it. So I gave it to the clubbies on the visiting side. I'm like, can you have him sign this? So, yeah, he put two Trevor and then wrote his oh, name. Oh, that's down. cool. Like, sweet. So I'm going to start, start ordering a couple more jerseys and just have him for – just mementos yeah wow that's pretty awesome all right since our last podcast together you've gotten married congratulations on that man you and tessa yep that's awesome um pitching clock i want to talk about like some of the new things that were introduced throughout the year um the pitching clock was new to this year they liked it so much fans apparently liked it 
they kept it for the postseason. It was like experimental. What does it feel like as a pitcher introduced to something like this? So I thought there's going to be a lot more cons than pros, but mm. it's actually the other way around. Um, there are a little bit of cons to it, just like everything, but I, I really did enjoy it. Um, the pace of play was like night and day difference. So like in between pitches previously, like you you could go get a, some snacks and <laughs> yeah. you go do stuff just in between pitches, but mm -hmm. you grab a thing of seeds and two pitches have already gone by. Right. So it definitely um, increased pace of play. I remember one game against Minnesota, uh, Sandy went a complete game, and it was like right under two hours. That's wild. And like we couldn't believe it. Like, dude, this is awesome. Um, but I'd probably say the only cons with it, which I hope they make some adjustments with it in time, is like say you're just you're kind of just off. You can't find the zone. Um, there's nobody on, so you can't step off to reset the clock and get a breather. Um, it's pretty easy for it to spiral out of control because oh. you don't have that two, three seconds just to, you know, take that deep breath, slow the game down just a tad, and go execute a pitch. Because pitchers the, don't get timeouts, no, right? Just no. hitters. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Nobody on, we don't get a, don't get a timeout. Wow. So we can step off. I, ha I saw it happen a couple of times. Like a pitcher will step off, and they'll try and call a timeout. But like the umpire's like, nope, that's a that's a wow. Ball. And then they'll get pissed off, and like, dude, that's it's not me, it's the new rules. Mm -hmm. And then they're just like, they get butthurt about yeah. it. Yeah, they got to move on. So I mean, so and then one of the pros of it, you saying that Sandy went a complete game two hours, that's really good for your arm too, yeah. right? To not have to go, well, I'm sitting in between innings, and you know they're trying to ice me a little bit. You you kind of avoid that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. That's definitely one of the pros of it. Um, you're not you're not cooling down. I mean, there's probably always going to be that just with long innings, a lot of runs being scored, but just the pace of play, it, it quickens everything up. Yeah. So when you get a start, you go to the dugout in between innings. Um, commonly, you will see somebody with like one sleeve on, uh, maybe doing something. What do you do in between innings to keep loose and feel like I'm going back out there with my best again? Mm -hmm. So I, I wear a jacket. Okay. Not, probably something a little thicker than this. Um, I just put it over my left arm and just have the right just hanging here. Um, and I kind of I sit down for a little bit, kind of just catch my breath, get the heart rate back down. And then I can kind of feel, you know, like if you sit for too long, you kind of feel it. Like muscles start to tighten up a little bit. Sure. So I just try to – I sit for a little bit, then I stand, kind of walk around. Um, I hydrate um, and kind of getting closer towards the end of my outing. I try to get something that just has a lot of sugar in it just to get that boost of energy. Mm, okay. Um, just, just something, a couple bites of something, whatever it is. So, yeah, that's pretty much my routine. I'll, I'll hydrate, sit, and then I'll stand up and just kind of that process over and over do you ever hit up the trainer and go hey can you work on something or if you if you have to hit the trainer up does that mean it's probably done uh if it's pretty severe yeah but my main thing is like i'll get i'll like cut my thumb with my fingernail or i used to be really bad about getting blisters it's not so much anymore but i was just like hey can you put they have a uh, new skin yeah they just put it over my thumb and and stuff like that. And you're cutting your fingers through 
pitches mm -hmm. oh yeah. okay just just the force and i think it's mainly my change up because i'm kind of split so i release it and it just cuts my thumb every time okay so, so interesting yeah. all right um pitch calm was another thing that's kind of like new to baseball how does that even work like i see a lot of guys going with their gloves to their ear mm -hmm. is it a vibration is it a noise what is it so it's an audible voice oh so they have they have buttons and each button is a certain pitch. And then they have another set of buttons that determine location. Okay. So it will be fastball high inside. And that's all you'll hear. And mm. when guys are doing this, it's probably because the crowd noise. So they're trying to hear it better. Sure. So, and then we have volumes on the pitch comp, lower, higher. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they, they call the pitch, and then you just hear audible voice. So it's just a deep thing in your ear, or do they put it in your hat? They put it in your hat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and for the playoffs, actually, they uh, had a, a piece sticking out of the pitch comp, so you actually had to cut a hole in your hat because I guess the problem last year, it was so loud. Even when guys did this, they couldn't hear it. Oh. So they had a microphone or the speaker pretty much sticking out right in front of your ear so you'd be able to hear it, which I thought was pretty smart of them to do. Yeah, that's something that my dad and I were talking about, you know, before we got here was throughout the postseason, we saw Paul Seawald doing this like 99% of his pitches. And I was always wondering, I thought it was a vibration. Maybe it's like one vibration is a pitch mm -hmm. to, you know. Uh, so then what, what are the controls on your glove or where do you put your controls? So that's for like guys like who can are pretty good at calling their own game. Oh, okay. I want to speed it up a little bit. And for me, I'm like I I trust the catcher with everything. Oh, and so you don't have a controller mm -hmm, then? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So All right. That's pretty much like individual based. So this year, um, another thing that was very prevalent was the sticky stuff situation, right? They said let's get away, let's do away with it. We're going to have umpires check you. The way I see this, because I'd imagine that you didn't have a whole lot of sticky stuff that you used. Or did you? No. What did I, you use? I used sticky stuff in AA one time just because it was so hot and my hands were so sweaty. I had to try to get a grip, but I never liked it. I, I was blessed with big hands, so I don't really need sticky stuff to grip the ball. That's yeah. the main thing is guys can't grip the ball. Mm. Like... That, that, was, that was their main issue of using it because the ball, they're just so inconsistent with uh, the, the mud that they okay. put on it. Uh -huh. It dries out and then it becomes like powdery chalk. So like guys are throwing harder than they've ever thrown before. And it's like, we're not trying to smoke a guy in the head because we can't grip a ball. Right. So that's, that's, that's true. That's the main reason for sticky stuff is to grip the ball. Mm. Of course, you're going to have those guys that are going to take advantage of it just with like anything else and get the spin rates up. Stuff gets nastier. But I, since I have big hands, I can grip around a baseball and I've, I've been perfectly fine without using any sticky stuff. With the umpires <laughs> going and talk to you, I kind of compare it to – like I'm driving down the road, I'm doing everything perfectly fine, mm -hmm. but I see a cop mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, like, am I doing everything right? Does it yeah. feel like that? Cause they got to go and look at your hands. You know, you didn't do anything wrong, but there's that off chance. Like we saw it with Max Scherzer, where they were like, I did everything they asked me to do and I mm -hmm. still got suspended. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like kind of nervous about it? Uh, at first, yeah. And yeah. I remember one time specifically, there was dirt in my glove because I had a comebacker and the mound was still wet at the time. Mm. So it was like in a suspicious area <laughs> of my glove and I didn't see it. So I gave my glove to him and he looked at it and looked up at me. I'm like, the heck are you looking at me like that? For? <laughs> um, yeah. And he told me, he's like, he, 
he touched it and saw it was dirt. He's like, just make sure you uh, take that dirt off. So then I told the manager what he told me, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I ain't going to play around with this. So right. I took the dirt off, and there was no, no problem after that. Okay, interesting. That is crazy. So just the <clears throat> smallest thing, they're going to look for everything. They looked at belts. Mm-hmm. They look at hats a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you do anything with your – because in Miami, it's pretty humid, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. So right. what do you do to stay dry? Uh, there's got to be times where you're just sweat mm-hmm. all through your jersey and mm-hmm. everything. I tried to find, like, somewhere on my pants – like like the side or the back of my pants where like you can tell if it's wet or not and I just try and do that and then there's the rosin bag and I've actually found like just sweat and rosin is more than enough yeah like tack and grip for for me individually mm-hmm. so yeah that pretty much works for me okay um all right so I wanted to kind of go into uh some of the teammates that you've had mm-hmm. and if you could give me maybe a few words on what you would Maybe describe them. Sandy Alcantara. He, a workhorse. Um, his workouts, seeing him in the weight room, he'll have like six plates on each side squatting. Wow. I'm like, wow, that's that's impressive. And so I, got, I try to do that. I'll snap my back in half. <laughs> yeah. Just, he, he's very, very calm, like kind of quiet, on the more quieter side. Sure. But when he, he takes that mountain every fifth day, it's he's coming after you. And is he does he speak fluent English with you or yeah, yeah. there's still a pretty heavy accent, but he can speak English pretty well. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um Sixto Sanchez. <laughs> a goofball. He's just he'll be it was a rehab start this year. First rehab start, I think, of the year. And he struck a guy out and did a little like shimmy. I'm like, it's <laughs> the first inning you've pitched all year, and you struck a guy out, and you're gonna shimmy on him. All That's right, funny. But yeah, he's just, he's just a big goofball. <clears throat> Jacob Stallings. Oh shoot, that guy. He's he always looks like he's tired, but because <laughs> he has three little ones, so I'm sure okay. he's not getting much sleep. But great guy, great competitor. Um, his running joke is. Um, He'll just ask guys if they're, like, seeing somebody, like a girl, uh-huh. like, right out of the gate. He's like, do you love her? <laughs> kind of kind of make guys, like, a little awkward. He's like, dude, I just met this girl. He's like, do you love her? <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's pretty good dude. Okay. I like him a lot. Um, Josh Bell. Great guy. I love that guy. Like, being next to him, eye to eye, the widest shoulders I've ever seen. Really? He's a big like, guy. He's a big, big dude. But, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a great, great dude. I like that guy a lot. Um, Luis Arias. <laughs> I like that guy a lot too. He's uh, the best hand-eye coordination I've ever seen. Really? In my life. He I was heard, insane this in, year. Absolutely insane. Uh, I heard a story when he was in Minnesota. Um, he was sitting next to one of his teammates at the time, who was a pitcher, and he said that when the pitcher released, like as soon as he released the ball, he he knew if it was a ball or a strike, mm. and he got every single one right. So I'm like, that, that catch is just different. And uh, yeah. there's er, early in the year, he would just he would just meow like a cat for, for no reason. <laughs> so he would just, okay. he would like come up to me and kind of tickle me on the side and go meow and, and, keep, really? and keep walking. The well, things we would never dude, hear just, unless we talk to you I'm about. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you're, you're meowing like a cat. What are you doing? But he's just, he's just goofy like that. It's okay. Just, it's just, Cracks me up. Just and then just all business at the plate, though. All business. Amazing. He he literally says, like, dude, I hate striking out. 
So I'm like, yeah, I believe it. You don't do it very often. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Jazz Chisholm Jr. Shoot, that guy, he's, he's, he's something else, man. He's fun to watch, dude. He's electric. When he's healthy, that guy helps us in more ways than one. Um, he's kind of, kind of the same way. He's, he's like very kind of like chill, relaxed, but it's when it's go time. His like his confidence goes through the roof. Yeah. Like if he strikes out, he's like he throws me that pitch again. I'm taking him deep. I guarantee you. And there's been a couple of times where he's he's done it. So his yeah. his confidence is more than anyone I've ever seen, which which helps him every single day playing this game. Yeah. How social are you guys in the dug? Because you guys are you guys have a long season, obviously. Um, as a starter, you know I'm not going in the game, like unless I'm it's my start day. So you know on the in the dugout, are you guys just hanging out, talking a lot? Are the hitters dialed in? You're just talking to pitchers. How does that work? Uh, it's kind of a little bit of both. Um, of course, I, I stay to myself for the most part, and just more on the quieter side. Um, but yeah, there'll be times where we goof around, uh, just laughing, having a good time. You better not do it when we're losing. Cause sure. You'll you'll get some guys fired up about it, especially us being pitchers. Like, oh, you only care about your start days, which mm. it's a valid point sometimes. But and then there's times where if like we're doing really well and we're up by a lot, the the hitters kind of I wouldn't say relax, but in the back of your mind, like it's baseball, we have this game won. Sure, you just played it so much, you know, you won the game. And they're they're kind of laughing, you know, they had a good day at the plate, having a good time. And we we mingle amongst each other for the most part, but um, they kind of like if they're in the middle of going to battle, they're getting their game plan ready and yeah. trying to execute it the, as best they can. Um, okay, I got a couple more for you actually. Uh, Jorge Soler, he one one of the strongest guys I've known. Um, su- like super friendly, great teammate. Um, and there was one time we were working out. And I was using this thing called a pit shark. It's kind of a squat machine. Takes some stress off your low back. Mm. Like a squat belt hooks onto the the platform. And I had like four plates on each side. Really feeling good about myself. Yeah. Really got that last rep out of there. Legs were done. Uh, <laughs> he hops in there and repping it out like it's 95 pounds. Yeah. So he made me feel pretty good about myself. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, remind me never to work out when Soli's in here. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, he, great teammate and. He's hit baseballs farther than I've ever seen in my life, and he's hit them harder than anyone I've ever seen. It's yeah, he, he definitely racks up the stats with the whatever you call it, the sat cast or oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, he came off of a phenomenal what postseason a couple years back with the Braves. Uh, do you feel like that kind of helped you guys as you saw postseason this year? Yeah. Because absolutely. he was in there. Yeah, and just kind of the vet- veteran presence that we had. You know, we we kind of hit that scuffle the second half of the year. And, like, if there's, like, a couple of younger guys, we kind of probably would have, like, like, dang, we weren't – we weren't probably – weren't meant for this. Okay. But having those veteran leaders, like, no, like, we're good. Like, we just got to keep rolling. Got to got to get through this tough time, and we're, we're going to make it. We play the way we know how to play. We're going to make it, and especially having guys like Soli – Yuli Gurriel, who's won a couple of championships with the Astros and knows what it takes. Um, it was it was extremely helpful for yeah. us getting there. Um, and then the last person that I had on here, 
He was a starter as well. Pablo Lopez now with the Twins. He, I, I love that guy. He, he did more for me in the short time that I had him as a teammate than anybody. Uh, when wow. I was going through a really, really bad year in uh, 2022, he kind of took me under his wing. Um, he, he was a young guy too, but he went through it. So he really helped me like try to get back on my feet best he could. He was always there to talk. If I had any questions and really just there for support, like cheering me on. So yeah. I, I was sad to see him go, but I, I was really happy for all the success that he, he's had. There's, there's no guy more deserving of success than that guy. And it's kind of nice when you have somebody in your corner that's doing as well as he does too, yeah. you know, like yeah. you can see proof right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he would have starts and he was just going off like seven to eight innings and I'm just trying to get through five. Mm. I'm like, dude, how in the heck do you do it? And he just started laughing, kind of talked a little bit, but I was just, I was just dumbfounded how he just went seven, eight innings every time. While I was just, it's like, heck yeah, I went through five today. Hell yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> right. Just, I'm in line crazy. for the win. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Um, all right. So what does free agency look like? You're not in free agency right now. Correct. You're in arbitration. Yeah. So for those like myself that don't know a lot about that, basically you don't have to go into any type of talks, right? You just have to make sure that things work out for both sides and you just continue or how does that work? Uh, I would say there's a little bit of talk talking involved. Okay. Um, I would say probably in simplest terms, you finally get to have a say uh, in what you're getting paid. Okay. Like you get to f fight a little bit for like, Hey, I deserve this instead mm. of like we crunch the numbers, the formula said, you deserve this much for the year, sign your name at the bottom. And that's kind of what they propose at first? Yes. Okay. That, uh, okay. this, I'm sorry, I'm talking like pre-arbitration. So my, la my first three years of uh, league minimum. Oh, so, yeah, I they, see. They crunched the numbers. Like this, the formulation that we came up with says you um, deserve this much, sign at the bottom. That's mm. pretty, much, pretty much in its simplest terms. So arbitration is you having more say in, in your value as far as money goes. So my team will, will crunch the numbers the last three years, look at other players and what they got, um, and we will propose what I think I should be paid. Okay. Their team on the Marlins side will crunch numbers and see and give a number as to – it's like what, fair market value exactly, kind of okay. is what they think I should be paid. Sure. And then that's where the talking comes into play, like trying to find that middle, that middle number. Cause that's usually like, we're really high. They're probably going to be low. Like mm -hmm. it usually is. And then we work to find middle ground. And if you can't find middle ground, that's when you go to a court hearing. Um, and that's when the, the nasty side of baseball, the business mm. of baseball comes out. Sure. Yeah. And so you got, you haven't done this before. No. So we don't know. You've probably seen teammates do this or heard about it. Is it fairly friendly at first? Is that kind of how it works? And then it's like, okay, now we're going to get down into it. Yeah, at first it's, it's very – of course it's always professional, but it's very, uh, I guess, probably like PG if you're going to rate it for a movie. That's okay. Of, that's kind oh. of extreme, but just trying to put in people's minds. Like it's, it's PG, like very professional – 
like no i don't that you're a little too high you need to come down like well you're a little too low you need to come up this this why i think you need to come up so and so okay but if you go into a court hearing um it's like rated r wow like there's obviously there's no gore or anything obviously but as far as like the the professionalism like hey this guy was just using an example, this guy, based on stats, was one of the worst pitchers in baseball. Wow. Like, he does not deserve this. He was terrible. While you're sitting there and you have to stay wow. stone-faced. And then if you guys come to an agreement, you're like, yeah. oh, I yeah, remember you that. Shake it, yeah. 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 And, like, you've, you've known these people for three years. And, mm. like, they, they'll, like, say, like, man, you're doing great. You're going you're gonna to be really successful in this business. going to have a lot of great years. Which is probably true, but it's it's the business, man. They, yeah. They got, they're trying to save money. I'm trying to make money. So yeah, that's where the yeah that's where the brutal part. I of it saw I saw an interview with Pedro Martinez that he was talking about when he went from one team to another. It was one of the mistakes that he made because he made it almost emotional. Yep. Where he said, you know, I really love it here, and almost immediately the other, the team takes the advantage. Yep. They take it, take leverage. It's a chess match. It's hundred percent. That's crazy. It's literally a chess match in a poker game. You mm-hmm. can't give them. You can't show them your cards or anything. You mm-hmm. can't give them. Can't give them anything. Wow. Okay. So when that goes down, assuming that things don't go hundred percent smooth, I hope they do. I really do. Uh, but if they don't, do you just kind of like fade to the background and and lawyers take over, or do you still need to say some stuff? Um, that's actually a good question. Um. When if it does come to that, I'm sure um, it would be nice for me to say something just sure. for like for me to be there. That that helps my team. Like they have to say that to my face. Yeah. While I'm sitting there, um, and I've I've known all the people there, have great relationships with them, and I like them as people. Um, I'm sure I'll have a different opinion on the professional side if it does go if to it that. Did, yeah. I, I hope it doesn't. Right. But you never know. So. It's definitely to be there in person just to help your side. Yeah. All right. So talking about salaries um, and things like that, does that ever get brought up in the locker room or in the dugout, like jokingly or in casual conversation? Oh, yeah. Constantly. Really? Yeah. We will always talk about it. Like I got hurt this year. So it really, say how it is, it's going to hurt me a little bit. Um, and we'll talk about it, like just number crunching, like what did this guy make? What, did, what was his contract like? What do you think he's going to get in free agency? So, oh. yeah, the number of games are always going to be played but out. But you guys like, talk about it like us as fans talk about it in uh, the locker room. Like, yeah. oh, dude, you think you're going to make yeah. a good contract or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And just like people like say they're having a really good year like Aaron Nola did. Like he just signed that long-term deal. Yeah. Like we will talk about that. Like what do you think he you think he's going to sign back with the Phillies? Like how much money do you think he's going to get in free agency? Like we'll talk like he's going to he's going to get paid. Like if you say like yeah. that guy's going to get paid, he's going to have a good good free agency. Year. Yeah. I always wonder too like is it ever touchy to think about to talk about trades and who you want? Like man, be great if we could get this shortstop while your shortstop sitting right there. You know what I mean? Like, do you guys is that kind of off limits or it's just uh, barbarian? It's, <laughs> it's probably a little bit of both. Okay. Um. It's it's just kind of like we'll be constantly trying to play GM. Like, oh, like <laughs> okay. We, like we need this, this, that, the other. I think we should get this guy. Mm-hmm. But then they'll do like, like this year we got Jake Berger. Mm-hmm. who helped us out a lot at third base and in the lineup. 
I didn't even think because he was a younger guy, which makes sense. We have a lot of control over him. Um, what I didn't even think, like hear his name in the radar at all. Oh wow! So like we'll we'll be talking like oh I think we're gonna get this guy that the other, and then the, then just out of left field we'll we'll trade for like Jake Berger. Yeah. And which in the long it run out. it worked yeah. out really well. Speaking of playing GM, Kim Ng was I think the first women mm-hmm. woman uh, GM ever, yep. right? Yep. She's out now. What's going on there? Is it's just crazy? They tried to put somebody over her. I saw all that, and I don't want you to have to talk too much about front office necessarily. Mm-hmm. But was that kind of an eye opener? It was definitely something I did not expect. My dad, my dad, I'm like, geez, dad, you find out stuff about the Marlins before <laughs> I do. Yeah, he's like, he's on it. So he texted me, "Have you heard about Kim Ang?" So he texted me that one of two things popped in my mind. We signed her to an extension. Which would make sense. Which would make perfect sense. <laughs> or she left. Yeah. So I looked and I'm like, she left. I'm like, why did you leave? It was like, like the first postseason in however many years. 2003. Right? First, wow. full, first full season postseason. So <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, what? There's got to be more to this. And right. So apparently, from what I've re- read, that they tried to put so the GM and they tried to put somebody else on top of her, like a like a baseball president of baseball operations, and she pretty much said like, no. Which I can't I'm blame like, her you, at all. You, she was the main yeah main piece among a lot of people in building that team and getting us to where we were. So I was I was very. Uh, it was very unfortunate yeah. for her to to leave, and I, I I shot her a text and said, "Oh, really? Just like, just thank you for everything, getting us to where we were, and just hopefully to see you down the road, and best of luck." And which she'll get a job somewhere. Yeah, with with her track record now, she won't have a problem. Did she text back? Yeah, she yeah. said, "Just that's cool." Yeah, it was it was cool. She's like just very thankful and really just to go out there and have a good year like she knows I can sure yeah she she was great um all right so I've seen some things I saw it the other day where they have magicians sometimes some fun perks of being a pro athlete is they can get celebrities stuff like that do you guys ever have celebrities magicians performers at in the locker room or anything like that preseason postseason so we have like a lot of, it's it's Miami so there's a lot to choose from. <laughs> I think the coolest one there's two for me uh Israel Adesanya showed up to our game one time. Okay. Kind of I got to talk to him a little bit, like shake his hand, do the the stupid joke like hey, I got a left hook that's pretty good too. Like <laughs> um but yeah, it, he got to throw out a first pitch. Um I remember Floyd Floyd Mayweather was there oh, just okay. watching the game. Um uh pitbull's gotta go right pitbull i think went and then there's like a lot of latin stars like okay. uh, i don't know the first thing about it <laughs> so a lot of, a lot of latin stars that um come out and throw the first pitch mm-hmm. um and then probably my favorite was george Strait was there one time yeah and i've i've never to this day i've never fangirled more in my life I don't blame you I'm at like, all. I still have the picture on my phone. I still look at it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> we're we're pretty much best friends. Yeah, but, but uh, it was it was super cool. And I got to catch the first pitch of his grandson. Oh wow! So I got a picture of him and then him and his family. So I'm like, shoot, that's 
one of the perks of being a professional athlete. Yes, right it is. It was really cool. Did you get anything signed by him, or is that weird to ask? Um, not, he uh, he was very courteous, very just super, really nice guy. I, I for me, just for me, I just wanted a picture. Yeah, just to have it, just to have. So that was that was cool. Just, I would so. put that. I would back it up. I'd print it out. I'd make sure I could never delete that thing. <laughs> yeah, I probably should do that. As yeah. Well. yeah, actually, I didn't even think about that. I'll help you with it after after the <laughs> podcast. Um, which park takes care of visitors best? Um, that's not, yeah, visitors. So mm-hmm. not your home spot. Uh, I'd imagine you guys have pretty solid food though. Oh yeah. Our food's great. Um, man, that's a good question. I would say, shoot, Chicago, Chicago's really good. Cause like their snack selection and their foods like top notch. Like if your snacks and your foods are really good, um, that's, you're you're heading in the right direction. When I think snacks, though, I'm thinking like chips and things like that. What do you mean by snacks? In- so it's it's like the good ones like have the best of both worlds. So they have like the kind bars, Cliff bars, protein bars, stuff like that. And then you'll have like your pop tarts, your Snickers, like your your ice cream, your cones, bad stuff, your, your bad stuff, like <laughs> the the stuff that the guys actually want. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, Chicago's really good. Uh, Atlanta. And that's the Cubs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Chicago Cubs. Um, Atlanta Braves do a great job. Um, and we're actually going there this year, but I think the best we went in 2020 was the Yankees. Mm. So we're going to the Yankees spot this year. Um, and, I mean, it's the Yankees. So they yeah. have every snack imaginable. Clubhouse is great. Um, just everything is just top notch. And they just throw a buffet out there. Post game and pre game too for just meals. Mm-hmm. Either yeah. they either have a buffet and some uh, some visiting clubhouses have a chef. So oh, okay. They'll, so they'll have like a made to order menu mm. and like you can make that or if you want something special you can whip it up like that. So we get we get pretty spoiled. Do you guys ever get to go and check out like the clubs that are at the parks? Because I know Miami has a club, right? Mm-hmm. They have like a, a seating area for the mm-hmm. VIPs. Yep. You guys ever go down there or not really? We we do sometimes. Um, save like for like our Bally Sports Network. They mm. want to just actually talk with the people that are in that sports bar along with having a player go. Yeah. So we'll kind of check it out that way. Um, but other than that, we kind of just... We don't really go out there that much. Okay. I always wondered that. Okay. Um, let's see. Can you walk us through your kind of like what went down this year? What went down with your arm? I know that you were on the way back and then you hurt your opposite arm, right? Your non-throwing arm. What happened? So I'll just start from square one. Um, I had a really, really good start against Arizona in early April. Seven innings. Uh, however many Ks, feeling really good, starting to feel like how I did in 21 in the great year I had. Um, but I just cannot get kind of like my bicep forearm to calm down. It's kind of just tight, mm. sore. Um, so I did everything I could with the training staff in between starts to get it calmed down. And pissed against the Giants. Um, I went two, oh, what was it, three or four innings. And I was topping like 91. It wasn't. Mm. It wasn't hurting. It was just like the muscles were so tight. I couldn't get anything behind it. Sure. And style. I wasn't gonna say anything because like this is my day. Like I'm not. This is 
like I'm out here competing. I, right. I don't give a crap if this thing falls off, which obviously is not smart to do. <laughs> yeah. But that's my don't mind, recommend that, it. That's my mindset. Yeah. But Stallings, he's just, he's just like the veteran catcher. He knew something was off, so he came up and talked to me. He's like, "Is everything all right?" And it's kind of those situations like if you lie, like you're gonna get you're gonna get chewed out a little bit. Sure. Like you got to put your ego aside. Like we got a long season ahead of us. Yeah. And I said my bicep just doesn't feel good. And he's like, "All right, I'm gonna call Skip," and I'm telling him like, "Don't do that." Like, what are you doing? Don't do that. He's like. I'm going to do it. So I'm like, all right. So they came out here Dang. and I told them it wasn't the bicep that caught him off guard. It's my forearm. Mm. So if you say forearm, forearm is closer to the elbow. Yeah. And automatically think TJ. Right. So like, yeah, you're done. And I'm like, no, I can keep going. I can keep going. He's like, no, you're done. So, so he tells you twice. You give him the ball and you walk off. And right. Of course, I was upset, as anyone would be. And I had just a little bit of forearm inflammation that leaked up into my bicep rehabbing that my last rehab start before I go back I was on the bullpen getting ready about five or six pitches in I, I lift my arm up to pull down and I feel a pop mm. like my low shoulder upper lat and my arm felt like it just it's dead wow so I catch the ball I for me I've never felt or hurt anything like that and I thought it was just like cracking your knuckles so I'm like okay I went to throw another pitch and I got to here and I just immense pain oh and I, man I like I spiked it and I'm like okay there's something wrong here Dang. so get an MRI and I, I partially tore my lat off the bone so wow. all the doctors I talked to said I've seen it plenty of times on mm. a throwing shoulder like this is the first time I've ever seen it on a non-throwing shoulder so it was kind of like questionable as far as my return to play because really because it's like as it could be four weeks it could be six weeks because oh, yeah. it's it's not my throwing arm so I can get back a lot quicker um, but it just it healed super slow and it took four weeks became eight weeks eight weeks became sixteen and so on and so forth and so. It, yeah. it, it was it was unfortunate, but it's just one of those things you got to learn from and get better at. So you just pull down with a ton of force yep. is what it's comes yep. down to. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, of course, us fans back home rooting you on. We were like, can he make it for the post every day? We were like, maybe he yep. can throw an inning or two. Yep. Would you have been down? Like, say everything feels good. You're like, Trevor, can you go? Uh, coming out of the bullpen. It, never really crossed my mind until Yuri Perez they shut him down because it's the most innings he ever threw really young guy and like we were hemorrhaging for starting pitching um so I I gotta give kudos to Braxton and Jesus for really holding it down all year uh, they both did a really good job for us um but the thought did cross my mind about the trainers and the coaching staff are really good about putting your career first that's good and it's like that i was having the conversation in my head they would just say like no that's a stupid idea it takes mm -hmm. at least a month like all of spring training to get us ready we're not going to have you throw one bullpen and like hey go get them you all haven't right, pitched yeah. you haven't pitched against competition since april but go get them or june mm -hmm. so yeah that 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 thought went out of my mind pretty quick sure 
So for the record, 100% right now. Yep, 100%. 100%. So just perfect timing for arbitration, baby. (laughs) Let's go. You said it. Um, All right. So what would you say, um, what would you say is like your biggest challenge throughout this year? I know getting back to 100% was a big one. Was there anything else that kind of crosses your mind? Seeing how well the team was doing Mm. and and not contributing it you know you're you got to be a little selfish sure uh, it is a team game but you want to you want to be part of that success yeah. which which i was i was there every day rooting my teammates on but you want to take that mound every five days and and win some ball games for your team yeah but that, that was that was super tough so i just it, it helped because when they went on the road i went back to our spring training facility which is only an hour and 20 minutes away so I got away a little bit just for like mental sake, kind of recharge a little bit, try to get back quicker. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's probably the only only tough part. And knowing that my season was most likely over, the further and further it got, and it mm-hmm. still wasn't healed. That was like, like damn, I thought I was going to be able to come back this year, but yeah, it's not going to happen. So I looked yeah. at it as far as like the arm that I used the most was only hurt for a month out of the year. So I'm like, you're you were healthy for majority of the year. Yeah. What what you need to do your job, you were healthy for most of the year. So that kind of that kind of helped things. Yeah, that's encouraging. You don't have yeah. something that's like maybe tender going in. Yep. You know that it's going to be good to go. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, the entire time we're watching the the Marlins do well, and and I'm I'm just looking through every story. Is Trevor on it? Is Trevor on it? It's so funny because. Every time you're mentioned or like you, there's a glimpse of you or they, they do a lot of pictures of you as well mm-hmm. on the social media, uh, Carlsbad just takes over mm-hmm. and they just post that thing out, man. Mm-hmm. You get shared around a lot. So you get a lot of support from Carlsbad. You yeah. feel it? Yeah, I, I definitely feel it. I, this, is, this will always be home for me. And yeah. Just to feel that support and see the support as well, it's something that I'll always be grateful for. Yeah. All right. Um, I think the last couple I had for you was favorite jersey you've ever worn and maybe least favorite jersey if you're willing to share that one my favorite jersey I've ever worn was definitely the pinstripes the the shirt you're wearing um it's just just classic um I always thought it was a good look so I always love those and what what hat though is it the teal hat or is it the black hat oh teal hat yeah love the teal hat um and probably my least favorite are the grays there's just something about a gray just it's just a little more it's boring. Just, yeah, boring. Just it's we're on the road if we wear it. It's just it's just boring. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um oh, bonuses. Do you get anything cool come holiday time, come Christmas? Miami sends you something cool or is that just kind of like, "Hey, have a great day and <laughs> call it good." It's pretty much that, but oh, okay. since we since we went to the playoffs, we got we got a playoff share. So the further you go into the playoffs, uh, the more money you get. Oh. So I've heard, shoot, I've heard the guys that won the World Series, they get like 300K. Wow. Like right out of the gate. Sure. So I got a nice little playoff share a couple okay. days ago. So That's that a was, Christmas gift Yeah, nice, sure. nice little Christmas gift with, with the holidays rolling in. So awesome. So it, it was good to see. Very cool. Um, I noticed that, obviously, I played golf with you before. You've played golf here a few times. I've seen you out. Um, is that something you – took part in while you were recovering or was it kind of off limits oh that was completely off limits oh was it oh dang yeah i just i i couldn't lift my arm past here so put the golf game away and i just putted because that was the only thing that didn't bother me sure 
the puck game got a little better. I wouldn't say a whole lot, but it was just something to get me out of the house and yeah, keep me from going stir crazy. And in Florida, I think they have a pop stroke, right? Did you get to go check one of those out? That's uh, in St. Lucie. That's like 45 minutes away. Yeah. So it's a little bit out of the way. Um, but I've seen pictures of it. It looks, it looks sick. Because you could have been putting all day over there, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so for, this is kind of a challenge to those watching. Trevor, you currently have 9,900. You probably don't even know this. 9,960 Instagram followers. Huh. So we need to get you to 10K. All right. So if you're watching, let's help Trevor out. Give him a follow on Instagram. Right? T Raw? Yep. How do you say it? Is it at T dot raw T dash raw 89. I think there we go. Yeah. All right. So go ahead and give him a follow Trevor. Thank you so much for being on the show. I do appreciate it. Um, always a pleasure. And, um, we wish you the very best of luck. Thank you. I appreciate it.